hello. <laughs> Here we finally freaking go on this dang episode. I apologize for it taking so long. Life is extremely busy, as I'm sure the rest of your lives are extremely busy. Um, This is a really good episode. I loved listening to it just barely. Um, getting ready, taking my notes to record this intro. Um, we talk about a lot of good stuff. It's kind of funny. You guys will get like a very real sense of how me and Jansen talk weekly. We usually FaceTime or call each other once a week and just catch up on each other's weeks. And we've kind of joked that this conversation was basically that it was just like put in stone. <laughs> so, so we'll always be able to come back and remember this conversation that we had, which is pretty cool. Um, we talk a lot about our family and we've had a lot of different experiences with, um, some family traumas. we talk a little bit about that. We talk about her Jansen and her sweet husband, Hunter, their cute little love story. I love how they met and how they got married. I think it's adorable. Um, we do mention just a trigger warning. We do mention an eating disorder, um, Originally, Jansen had shared a little bit more about it, but after we had talked about it and she had thought about it, um, she's not quite quite ready to share that part of her story, and that is 100 million billion percent okay. Um, you have permission to share your story only when you are ready. Um, it's your story. You decide when the world hears it. Um, and yeah. So I'm really excited about this episode. Like I've said so many times, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Jansen, I hope you enjoy listening to yourself talk. It is, it's fun. I do it a lot. <laughs> um, but let's just jump right into the episode and I will talk to you guys soon. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so happy you're here. Today we have my older sister Jansen with us. Jansen is a wife to her lovely husband, Hunter, who is sitting in the corner of the room listening to us. He or she is also a teacher. She's a college graduate. She's a soon-to-be mom. She is carrying the first grandchild of the our side of the family, <laughs> the Mitchell side. <laughs> um, she's an aunt. She has lived in a lot of fun places, traveled all over the world, um, and she is just one of my best friends. So I'm so excited for her to be here. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay. So we'll just jump right in. I wanted, when I first wanted Jansen to be on the podcast, I thought about growing up, she was labeled by our parents as a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of asked you about this before, but how did being labeled that, how did it feel like did it feel like a burden to you could you feel did it feel like a weight I thought a lot about this as of late mm -hmm. and I hate that label okay. I hate it so much because I still carry it around mm -hmm. I don't know if it was like expectations from our parents but I even got it at church growing up and school in like our little community is mm -hmm. so Jansen will always like make things easier like she'll be the peacemaker if something's crazy she'll like calm everybody down so if I had like a competitive spirit I immediately squashed that because I was like no 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 you're the peacemaker. the peacemaker or huh. if I was angry ever I did never 
practice that emotion, I was like, no, no, no. You're the peacemaker. peacemaker. You can't be angry. And that was in all aspects of my life. So finally, like growing up, it's been a little bit easier. I think like when I went to college, I kind of let that go. Yeah. But when I was younger, it was rough. I did not like it. And I still don't like it. Yeah. Do you feel like you're holding your breath in? Oh, kind of. Yeah. You can breathe. There you go. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I did the same thing when I first, when I, the first episode I recorded, the one that I sent you, I was like, <sighs> you did so good in that first one. Though. Thanks. I redid it though. And I got better anyway. Okay. So you <coughs> held it throughout your childhood. Um, did it feel like repressing? Like you were like, Oh, like, like you said, like I can't show this emotion because I'm supposed to be the peacemaker. Yes. No. Yeah. I I definitely felt like I wasn't allowing myself to be my true self, but I didn't know that that's what I was doing mm-hmm. until I grew up, like until I got older, because okay. I thought that that's just how everybody felt. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just the peacemaker, so I have to do this. Yeah. I thought that everybody had that label, so I didn't recognize that it was weird that I was given that label mm-hmm. until I was older. I just thought that like that's how everybody acted. So I would always be so, that's where I came to be kind of like a bit of a control freak too, mm-hmm. is where someone else would act out and I'd be like, what the heck? What like, are you you're doing? not supposed to act like that. Don't yeah. you also know that you have this label too? Yeah. But it was just me, you know? Yeah. And it came from, I think it was mostly mom. I have a lot of memories of mom. She, and I don't think she labeled us. She didn't, she didn't mean it as a label. It was just like Jansen's a very, I don't, you weren't very like troubling, but not troubling. You were just, you're just very chill, like relaxed and you just like, you like to enjoy and just like eh, hang out. And when we were yeah. younger, you know, we played with like the Barbies and we just kind of hung out and there was no like, ah, I'm going to go right down, like ride my bike down this really big hill. And, yeah. and so I, I think don't know. That, like we were both mellow and yeah. so. We kind of took on that label. That's interesting that you say you heard it from mom more because I actually felt it more from dad. Ah. Um, having expectations of us when we were little mm-hmm. and always telling. I always remember him reminding Connor and I, and you were probably there too. But for some reason, just me and our older brother, Connor, um, being like, I want everyone in the neighborhood to know that like the Mitchell kids, those are like the best kids. Mm. The best kids in the whole church or best kids in the whole neighborhood on the block like they're solid I want like he would say this to us like I want all the kids and all the parents to look up at us and be like wow those are like that's an awesome family that's interesting that they that dad I don't I remember him saying that so I probably must have been too young or maybe he just only said it to you and Connor um, maybe I don't know but I mostly I mean we definitely got it from both parents but I remember it more from dad in more like a traumatizing way yeah like I still carry it around like I can't let my dad down even though like he's moving on with his life I'm grown I have my family starting my family of my own but I still think about it like oh what would my dad think that's very (laughs) interesting because I think of um our cousins in New Mexico Mm -hmm. and how I can remember them talking about before Joshi passed away how he was like I'm so sick of this like I don't want to be a Mitchell, like this Mitchell stigma or, you know, this bar to be a Mitchell is, is held too high. Like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting if maybe like dad and our uncle, maybe they held something yeah. or maybe it could, they were, they're in a different, a different state, a way different 
culture they, they grew like up a totally different. different. Life so us. it could have been that they were just held to higher standards. But it's also interesting that he's thought that too, and I thought that, and I bet if we talked to Connor, he would also think that. So yeah. I wonder if it's with the boys, with yeah. our dad and our uncle. I don't know. Having some sort of like, that they need to be great. I'd be interested to talk to them about that yeah. and see what they think. Um, okay, so... So this peacemaker role that you took on, um, how did, did it affect, how did it affect your, the role you felt you had to fill as, cause you and Connor, Connor was the oldest, but you were the first daughter. Mm-hmm. What, what pressures were there from being the first daughter? Was it again, just like you're a Mitchell, like you have to be great. You have to be the best. I don't know how much of it came from our grownups from our parents, but I always wanted to be a good example for you and for mm-hmm. Jordy and then for Jocelyn when she came along, especially when it came to school, dating, going to college. Like mm-hmm. I just was always thinking about the girls. Like mm-hmm. I still thought about Cruzy and like be a good example yeah. for him, but I always thought about the sisters. So I think that peacemaker was just the start of that label and then it sort of turned into if i'm not continuously being a peacemaker i'm failing Mm -hmm. so i needed to always have that level of perfection yeah um okay yeah because i just i think i always felt like it was one standard after another that was just seemed like too high it probably wasn't and it was probably more me putting it on myself yeah i also think in the church when we were being right when we were growing up in young women's and stuff it was a lot of like the expected perfection you know no dating till you're 16 no kissing until you know all these you don't Mm -hmm. all these rules that we had to follow um did those feel like was that pressure too to like oh like i have to i need to go on a mission so all my other siblings will go on a mission i need to get married in the temple i need to do this 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 and this and this yeah i didn't think about i don't think about church that much anymore (laughs) it's okay (laughs) but i just thought about that question (laughs) no because i i always thought that though i thought i'm gonna go and i'm have a plan i'm gonna get i'm gonna graduate high school i'm gonna go get my associates then i'm gonna go on a mission and i remember making this list in young women's of like what your um spouse should look like oh. when you're older I freaking hate those lists I know. but I the first one was like filled in that. for us and it always said like return, return missionary. missionary and then it was other things like brown hair blue eyes and my husband's brown hair green you, eyes yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, <baby. laughs> so i got pretty yeah. close but um that was the first thing that like wasn't even an option mm-hmm. and i guess the in- the intention probably wasn't terrible it was probably just like oh in general a return missionary should and hopefully like upholds these standards or someone who's a good Christian person Mm -hmm. by those standards. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. Would uphold these certain standards and be a good member of your family. But that's like never, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for some people, for some people, but from what I've observed, like I have friends who have like, gotten divorced or like have terrible yeah. relationships with their spouses and just they got married just because they went on a mission and they're like yeah. oh they're supposed to be this person and missions are great and i have a lot of friends who don't you have friends you know and i applaud mm-hmm. you it's really hard to leave your family for that long and you believe you believe so like 
fiercely in what you're preaching and i think that's amazing like good for it's you very for admirable doing that. yeah very like, but it very also admirable. yeah i remember growing up and just getting so frustrated because it was like he's going on a mission but i also know that he was at a party like two days before he got set apart mm-hmm. and you i can't judge them because that's their own jersey journey that's his or own you know his or her own journey and mm-hmm. that's not me but it's very frustrating to be for them to be applauded and loved and admired and then if you know i decided to leave the church it'd be like oh like obviously she's hmm and it's like okay mm-hmm. but that's also just very how utah culture is yeah i think it is just very embedded in the culture that yeah. that's just the way that we yeah. live <laughs> and i think that was more when we were growing up like when i was coming out of high school it's gotten better and as i've grown up and it's gotten better i don't see that as much it's more of a just loving and accepting of everyone but no matter what i think there's always it's always going to be part of it just because that's yeah how members are it's true well and that also makes me think of something that hunts and i were talking about the other day mm-hmm. of just having to forgive people and having to let things go not because you want to but because it's so much easier for you mm-hmm. to That's let it go true. and so you don't have to carry it anymore because true. I mean if you're thinking about a scenario of someone who frustrates you maybe it's someone who went on a mission and is being praised mm-hmm. what you think would be unfairly or someone who got married in the temple and they, or, you know, other mm-hmm. standards. Maybe it's the church or maybe it's just someone who lied to you or someone who hurt you. Mm-hmm. They're not in your mind. So they're not going to be like, oh, I really need to apologize to this person. Or, yeah. Oh, I really need to forgive this yeah, person. You're true. the only one who can do that. That's true. And it's easier said than done. I haven't even been able to do it yet because I still <laughs> am yep, so right there with stubborn you. and hold so many grudges. It's but hard. Hunt, but Hunts always tells me, like, it's so much easier. It's so much easier just to let it go. That's what they always say. Say it's just let it go. It's so easy. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't. It makes me so, so grumpy. Hard. I know. Okay, so we'll move away from that topic. I just want to talk to you because it's been interesting. As we've talked about a lot of like our own family trauma, I realize that we don't see it the same way, and that we have a lot of different opinions on it. Oh yeah, like we can have the exact same experience, but. Um, Oh, who was I just watching the other day? Someone talked about this, that mm-hmm. like you have different supporting factors. Mm-hmm. So like um, during Jordan's attempt, mm-hmm. um, I had a fiance mm-hmm. um, as a support. You didn't. Mm-mm. Did Connor have anybody? I don't know. If he was like I, I've been kind of going through. There's other like su- support systems that you might have. Like maybe you have a hobby, like mm-hmm. someone in their life has a trauma and but they can go to their outlet like for mom which was yoga yeah or they have different outlets to support them so everyone experiences it differently even though you would think we had a very similar experience Mm -hmm. but I had a fiance to support me a different home to go live in yeah and I had yeah it was very different I was still living at home so I leaned more on family so when Mm -hmm. we were talking with annie and i was and she asked like do you feel your family's gotten closer and i was like yeah i think so and you were like uh no and i was like no i don't think so because we were in different (laughs) environments after we went to we looked for support in different places yeah we had different coping mechanisms like i think after jordy's attempt i just like straight up packed up and ran away away. (laughs) i ran away just to across town with hunter and then we ran away to china and then we ran away to seattle Mm -hmm. and just kept running but now we're back and I feel like I'm a little bit better stepping there Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that like 
you're better at healing than me no, or no, I'm better at not. healing than you, but we just have it's different, different experiences. Mechanisms. But yeah. isn't that interesting? Like I it bet is. if we both recalled the event kind of like we did when we talked mm-hmm. with Annie, um, it'd be almost like different stories. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just to clarify our, my, our good friend, Annie, we helped her with the school project. It was about families and how they deal with trauma. So that's what we're referring mm-hmm. to when we talk about talking with Annie. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, completely. I definitely coped. I just like barely made it through my senior year of high school. And then mm-hmm. I just like just tumbled down until I hit a rock bottom. And then I and like built back myself back up. But yeah, it was di- it's just See, different. that's so interesting for me to hear because I'm like I just had such a different experience. Mm-hmm. So it, I think my coping mechanisms of running away didn't help me at all, really. Mm-hmm. But I that was what was supposed to happen for me like that's what I chose Mm -hmm. but it probably wasn't as helpful because I think I'm a little bit behind you as far as Mm. healing goes or I haven't come to terms with a lot of stuff or I haven't confronted a lot of things because I've been throwing myself into getting married and yeah well you you got your degree and you got married then like you said you went like you went to China busy like yeah and I can only keep myself busy for so long before I just like crash and fall and Mm -hmm. and just like I can't I just might go into a big depression episode and I can't do anything so I can't let myself I can't just keep going 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 I want to like my body is like just keep going just push through push through and then I just (laughs) my brain just shuts off and I can't do anything moving out of this family stuff that we've been talking about I want to talk about you and Hunter so I Uh, like your guys's little when you guys first met and everything how you went on your first (laughs) date so um tell me your first how you how you guys met your first date how you fell in love just tell me Hunter was immediately obsessed with me (laughs) (laughs) well it makes sense we worked at um Dick's Sporting Goods together okay um but actually Hunter creepily not creepily he saw me on campus oh like the semester before because we had classes right next to each other Mm -hmm. and he says that he saw me and was just way too nervous to talk to me (laughs) because he is such a scaredy cat (laughs) he's he's shaking his head but he was too nervous but that was his first semester and then i wouldn't see him again or i never saw him but it would be the whole next year because he went to ukraine um so then um we met at Dick's Sporting Goods. It was Black Friday <laughs> that we first worked together. Mm-hmm. So we had our shift. We were scheduled from like 4 a.m. to like 6 or 4 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, the next day. That's horrible. And it was like a crazy shift, but everybody did it. Like they bought us food and it was going to be super fun. And I was doing classic Jansen, like feeling on top of the world, like, I'm a bad bitch like I'm so (laughs) cool like (laughs) because I had worked there before and then quit and came back anyways but um so we worked together that night and I kept trying to like follow him around but not really but try to be like oh we just happened to be in the same space we have to talk I know (laughs) oh dear and then um they offered I think it was like they were going to let us go early at 4, mm-hmm. but I kind of like looked at Hunter like, is he going to stay like 4 a.m.? Like, is yeah. he going to stay or is he going to go? And he um, said that he was going to stay, but then I saw him like walking out and I immediately ran to my boss and I was like, I have to go. I'm clocking out right now. Like, I'll see you later. <laughs> and so I like sprinted out the back and just had to like <laughs> catch my breath. Like, <sighs> but then as 
we walk up next to him as he's walking to his car like oh hey oh hey what's <laughs> up so funny seeing you here it's so random yeah it's so fun and we kind of did like you know awkward like first first encounter yeah, small like, talk oh, like hi. oh yeah that shift was crazy oh so <laughs> busy i'm so tired and then i there was like awkward pause and i was like so do you want to go get coffee like do you want to go get hot chocolate <laughs> and he was like sure uh sure and so i followed him to his car you just got in his car and you're like yeah let's go and i was like okay let's go to starbies <laughs> oh that's funny but i remember it was really cute because i offered to pay mm-hmm. because i love feeling women powerful yeah. i got this <laughs> i love being like don't worry sweetie i got you yeah so I offered to pay and he was like, no, no, no. Like my mom would kill me if she knew that I let you pay. So we paid for my hot chocolate. And then I didn't know a lot about him, but we basically drove around until like the sun came up. So we drove around until, for like five hours together. And I knew that I really, really liked him. I was like, oh, darn. Like he's <laughs> he cute. He's really cute. <laughs> because we've been driving around for a couple hours. I was showing him like barefoot mm-hmm. and where my apartment was. I don't know why I did that. So here's where I live. I'm like, this is her house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we drove around for a while and then it was like almost six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and I had to pee so bad. And I was like, crap, but I don't want to be like to this new guy I'm kind of on a date with. This is so uncomfortable. Yeah. I have to go pee. You're like, <laughs> but I f- turned to him and I was like, um, can we find a bathroom? And he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said something. <laughs> I have to pee so bad. <laughs> and funny. then I was like, oh, we're going to get along. Oh, this is going to be fun. And then um, he took me home and I slept like all day because obviously we were both super tired. Mm-hmm. And then I invited him over for a movie and yeah and that was it <laughs> <laughs> and then we've been together ever since and Aww. yeah i remember I'm out of my sight i remember when you first told me about him because you didn't really tell us i think we went like we were going christmas shopping one day and it was just super random you were like yeah yes, i like want to get that. some presents for this guy and i was like wait what like who and like, i remember you, you and i think i told mom too yeah. and she was like she said something like you can't why are you spending all this money on this random boy and it was true because i'd only been we'd only been dating or like hanging out for like a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. because black friday yeah it was black friday and it was christmas and i was like i'm gonna drop five hundred dollars i love this boy i'm gonna (laughs) show him how much i love him with all this money Mm -hmm. yeah that's (laughs) funny okay so you met you fell in love Uh, how did you know that you loved when was the moment do you remember a moment i do i I said I love you first. Are <laughs> you scaredy cat? Um, we had basically, we were just, we were together all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we both had really busy schedules. We usually worked opposite schedule at um, Dick's. We were still working there together. Mm-hmm. And so we were always super busy. But any time, any free time we had, we were busy with, like, work and school. Mm-hmm. But any free time we had, we were together. Um, and we were just hanging out on the couch, watching a movie. And I was looking at him and I was like, this is the moment. You should just do it. Don't be a baby. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I said, I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. Did he say it? Yeah. He said, oh. yeah, I love you. Oh, <laughs> so cute. And we fell in love. Adorable. And then I don't really remember what happened And after then here that. we are three years later. And you're knocked out. What happened? That was five years ago. Oh my gosh. We've been married three years. I forget you guys were dating for two years. Yeah. Ugh. 
She's so much better than we are. No. (laughs) I remember when I first told Jansen that I was going to marry Sam. I was like, we're going to get married. You were like, whoa. It's been three months. Like, you were very upset with me. You were like, it's okay. You can move in together. Like, but now we love Sam. I I remember asking you, are you pregnant? (laughs) Yeah, everyone thought I was pregnant. I was like, no, I'm not pregnant. I remember just being like, no, 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 she's not going to do it. Or you asked me for advice, and we were like, we were in Wuhan at the time. So I wasn't here to monitor you. So you're just doing all this crazy crap with this random blonde boy that I didn't know. And like two weeks before, I had sent you a picture of another guy being like, yeah, I'm dating this guy now. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, I was like, yeah, I'm dating someone else. Like a month later, I was like, yeah, I think we're going to get married. And you were like, wait, what? He's like, excuse me? We were in Wuhan at the time. And I think we were getting on a train. We were going on vacation. So I was like in vacation mode because we had had a break from teaching. We were over there teaching. And you had said something like oh i started dating this new boy sam and then i was like okay cool like that's exciting and then it was like a week later it was the end of our vacation and we were in a hotel somewhere randomly and you we were facetiming and you were like i'm gonna marry him and uh you can't tell me what to do okay bye i was like so how do i tell him i'm gonna marry him and you were like wait what and i was like i'm doing anyway so love you bye talk to you later bye i remember you being like what's your advice and i was like okay when jolie says give me some advice you you're meaning i already know what i'm gonna do i just need you to confirm yeah (laughs) that you are okay with it because i'm gonna do it anyways regardless of what you say but i just want you to agree with me yeah oh man why am i like that that's funny no it's perfect it's just it's just who you are you're just like not set in your ways but you're like confident about it yeah i think that's the best quality anyone can have is confidence it's good quality okay next question so you are an expectant mother jansen is a doula what's a doula jansen explain it to us a doula is a birth attendant okay um someone who is there to fully support the birthing person okay um so someone who you might normally think that um you know, their partner is there, mm-hmm. could be their doula or their mom. Mm-hmm. But a doula is an entirely separate person whose job to only be there. Their only job is to be there for the birthing person. So it's separate than like a midwife or a doctor. Yes. Okay. So a doula doesn't have any medical training. Mm-hmm. Um, we only have training on like how to make the birthing person feel more comfortable Okay. Um, and how to make them feel supported and how to support them. So like... If you have a client, um, you would go over the person's birthing plan and you would sort of just be like their best friend in their, as their, through their pregnancy and through their birth, like they could text you at any time and be like, Hey, I'm feeling really uncomfortable right now. Do you know anything that I could do? And that's where me as a doula or another person as a doula Mm -hmm. could reach out to a midwife or do their own research because, you know, look into your own studies that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and find ways to support um, the pregnant person oh, interesting. and make their life easy. Yeah. They've actually done um, several studies that um, people who are in labor and they have a doula, mm-hmm. um, but in, in these studies, the doula is just a person, not creepily, but a person <laughs> standing in the corner of uh-huh. the room, like in their birth room. So they're in a hospital room. Uh-huh. They just have someone standing in the room. And their doctor tells you that person is here only for you. Mm. They're here to support you. Mm -hmm. And the, in the trial, they wouldn't say anything. They would just stand there or, Mm -hmm. you know, give Mm -hmm. nods when the person, but their births were like 60% less interventions. 
they reported um, feeling way more comfortable because they knew that they had someone there to support them, yeah. even though they weren't doing anything. Yeah, it was just standing. It was still like that's support. Yeah, so that just that's speaks cool. volumes to the power of a doula yeah. to know that when you're going through one of the biggest challenges of your mm-hmm. life, you um, you have someone there to support you that's only there for you mm-hmm. because. You know, if you have your, your partner there, you also want them talking to your doctor or your midwife mm-hmm. or wherever you're at. Or maybe they're getting you food or maybe they're exhausted. So mm-hmm. they need to take a break. But your doula will always be there for you. Very cool. She's like a birth attendant. Good They've job. always been there. Yeah. Good job. I'm sorry. She's Thanks. probably going to be my doula when I get pregnant. Oh my gosh. I t- I'll totally be your doula. Okay, cool. Thanks. Do I have to pay you? <laughs> yeah. I'll pay you. I have a $10,000 retainer. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sam, I don't know if we can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'll be your doula for free. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Two more questions and then we'll do our LBC insight. Oh, my gosh. Um, what advice? What's the insight? You have to think about it. We don't it. know yet? Oh, You have to dear. think about it. Okay. But not yet. Not yet. Okay. What advice would you give to – I'm 21. I asked the same question to mom. Oh, my I'm 21. Gosh, what question would you give or what advice would you give your, yourself at 21? When I was 21, mm-hmm. what was that, three years ago? I just got married. Hunter just nodded. <laughs> <laughs> <Save> baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just got married. Right? Did no, I turn 21. 21 and then get married? You were 22 when you graduated college. So I think you were 21 and then, actually, you got 21 in May, then 20. I don't know. Help me with math. Did I just graduate? Was I 21? After you guys got married. I turned. You turned 22. Oh. I feel like I got married when I was 21. You were 21. And then oh. you graduated when you were 22. That, um, mi- that next May, right? Okay. You had one more semester after you got married. Yes. Yep, that's true. That was my last semester. And then Hunter had like another two semesters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like a one more semester. Yeah, just one more after that. Um, I would say to 21-year-old Jansen, I would say take charge of your eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Spend more time with your family. Mm-hmm. And I would say, don't be so scared. Okay. Like, start having those tricky conversations. Because there were things that I wanted to ask mom and things that I wanted to ask Jordan about mm-hmm. her attempt. Like, things that I wanted to talk to my family about. But we were still caught up. I was still under that label of peacemaker. Mm-hmm. So that I... I didn't because the peacemaker would not be like, why? Yeah, I would not ask those very challenging questions. So I just never did. And mom always talks about it like how my daughter got married and then now she's she's so spicy or she's Mm -hmm. so like so different Mm -hmm. or she's so rebellious. But I think it was really just me coming into my own Mm -hmm. and who I wanted to be all Mm -hmm. along. But I just was too afraid or too caught up in being a peacemaker or being keeping the peace in the house that I was like, no, 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 I, like I can't that. do that. You stepped, so step into your own, step into who you want to be, not who you are, who you've been conditioned to think you need to be. Or who you yeah. Be. Conditioned to who you were trained to think that you were. Like I am only now realizing, like I was always told when I was little that you're so touchy and you love to give hugs and you love to be affectionate. Because and I, my love language is touch. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I do. It's true. Mm-hmm. But I think not as much as I thought so. Because yeah, everyone's like, oh, you're so touchy. So you're like, oh, I need to give everyone hugs. I know, I need to this. give everyone hugs. Yeah. But then as I'm like realizing it or coming into my own, I'm like, mm, I don't want to give that person yeah. a hug, actually. I don't want to do that. So guess what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it because I don't have to. Because I don't got to. I'm a yeah. grown woman. That's right. 
I like that. Good yeah. advice to give to yourself. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Anything about you? What do you love most? Don't look at Hunter. <laughs> he can't tell you. I know. <laughs> um, now this seems so contradictory, but um, my confidence. Mm-hmm. I like that I'm confident. You are confident. I like that I can... Um, it's easy for me to step up around other people. So like if I have other people relying on me, mm-hmm. I will immediately take charge of that scenario. As Hunter would say, I'm clutch. Like clutch when, in the situation. When it's game time, yeah. like I'm there. <laughs> and when it's down to the wire and nobody knows what to do or like they need someone to rely on, I'm like, heck yeah, I can be that I person. I can do it. That's me. I can totally yeah. do that. Even if I can't do it at all. But you can. Yeah. Believe you can and you can. You can do it. It like motivates me at work to like when they're like, oh, this door is accidentally locked. I'm like, I can break into that room with a credit card. <laughs> Watch me do this. So it'll be like, oh, someone <laughs> needs this computer. I'll be like, I'll go get you a computer. <laughs> I know exactly where they are. <laughs> so That's it just, it just helps me like yeah. it's something that I can tap into when I really need to. Yeah. But obviously like other times I'm not confident like you asked me what's your favorite trade about yourself and I look at my husband to tell me like what's oh, my favorite thing about yeah. myself sweetie <laughs> <laughs> my hair Hunter <laughs> Hunter likes my hair he does like your hair it's beautiful <laughs> all right well we will bring this episode to an end um I will share my LBC insight which is just little brown couch insight so anything you've gained from this episode <clears throat> mine i really liked what we just talked about actually is stepping into who you want to be mm-hmm. not who because i think everyone while we grow up you know you're told oh you're so spicy oh you're 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 so huggy you're so touchy and so you think oh i'm huggy mm-hmm. touchy da, 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 da. And it's, you and take then, on what people tell you yeah that you are. but if you actually stop and be like do do i like giving hugs like yeah, do, do i, I like having like to be that? like being loud in class or like do i actually not want to yeah. do that like who am i so stepping into who you want to be, because yeah. I've, I've started to do that too as I've gotten older. Like this podcast, I was like, I have a lot to say and I want to say it and I'm so tired of being held back by myself. Yeah, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, so I'm just going to do it and I did it mm-hmm. and I love it. You're kicking so I d- stepped into my own self. You guys are such yeah. a power couple. Yeah, that's right, baby. Look at Woo. Sambo over there. He's so cute. He is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your LBC insight? My insight... Um, we talked about a lot today. We did talk about a lot, but it's courageous conversations. We talked about our childhood. Mm -hmm. You shared your brave story with us. We talked about being a daughter. You talked about being a wife. You're almost a mother. What? Yeah. I, did you gain? I gained, I feel like a little bit lighter, like gained a little bit of freedom, like, think the insight would be to just be brave be brave and share share just a little bit like find what your release is Mm -hmm. because for a lot of people like a lot of times it's not me saying it out loud it's like I need to journal about Mm -hmm. it or I need to do other things like find your release that's going to help you and and stick with it yeah and follow through and yeah allow yourself to have that release yeah be brave release 
release what you need to, the bad energy, something that's weighing you down. Um, step into who you are. Be brave. Being brave is so fulfilling. You can, it's so that's fun. That's a good way to say it. It is fulfilling. It is. You, you, like... you did it. Like, I. oh my gosh. Like, I've been through some hard stuff. Yeah. And now people know. And I'm strong and brave for doing that. Yeah. And oh, now the world knows. And I, I don't feel like I have to hide this, like, oh, mm-hmm. I've been through so much. Like, I'm so strong, but no one else knows. Mm-hmm. I think people should know. I think it helps connect. Yeah. Someone's going to listen and be like, oh, my gosh, these two sisters that, you know, I grew up with whatever. Like, wow, like, we have a lot more in common than I thought than they I actually thought we did. did. Because it's easy to, like, hide things. Like, I remember easy. being the peacemaker and I carried that through all of the traumas in our life Mm -hmm. like sorry i'm backtracking now but like um meeting everyone at the hospital after Mm -hmm. jordy's attempt i immediately like i was upset Mm -hmm. like right when i found out but i took a deep breath and i walked into that little waiting room that we were all in Mm -hmm. and i was like okay i have to be the peacemaker so i just remember hugging everyone Mm -hmm. and being like it's okay it's It's okay okay. and i was Mm -hmm. not upset and i didn't allow myself to be upset until it was like three days later and I Hunter had to get in the shower with me because I was just like uncontrollably sobbing, sobbing because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't be like this in front of my family because yeah. they need I their need peacemaker. Mm-hmm. They need their peacekeeper around yeah. to help them because otherwise there's no possible way that they would be able to handle this without me. Yeah. Even though you guys are totally capable. Yeah, we got it. You just but carry a lot. Important. You do. You don't mean to, but you just do. It's just what we do as humans because we think we can take on the world and we can, but yeah you just you need more support than you think which is something you I do need so more support which is why another insight is to get a doula if you're gonna be <laughs> pregnant <laughs> self-promotion support the yeah. doula committee when yeah. <laughs> uh okay thank you so much for being on today jancy i've loved our conversation i feel um, so special you are so special you're it's weird sister. to have our conversations immortalized now. i know now we're always going to be able to hear this conversation usually we just talk about whatever but we mm. never remember what we talk about but now we're gonna remember forever forever okay Stop um laughing. so lbc insights be brave <laughs> step into yourself yeah you can do it you're a lot stronger than you think thanks again jancy for being here thanks. i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um and we'll talk to you guys again soon bye bye <laughs>